When honor was everything, when courage made kings, two chuds talked about movies. Welcome back to Podcast for Two People with Brent and Tyler. That's me, I'm Tyler, I don't actually talk like that. Hi Brent. Hello Tyler. Uh, podcast for two, uh, two sirs. Yeah. Two gentlemen's. Sir Brent. <laughs> of the curvy... Honestly, I'd probably be in the. I, I would probably be among the Danes, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, same. I mean, just look at me. All right. I uh, I don't know anything about chivalry or honor or even uh, courage. Some might say. I would say I'm a righteous man, though. Yeah, like, I'm pretty rad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I would be uh, I would be Tyler the rad. I think anyway. <laughs> the cool uh, are episode today is actually the kind of different yeah from, yeah uh, yeah um real quick yeah we're actually covering something that came out within the last like month or so whoa we're like in the now yeah we're like modern oh what shit it, what is this and we're not covering like old like italian horror films from the <laughs> 1970s although that's should i do another one right now fuck i don't give a shit right i mean i have all the time in the world for giallo films honestly but uh, this was this was pretty cool. It's pretty nice change of pace. I'm actually kind of uh, surprised that we haven't covered any A24 films yet. Like I uh, would have thought that maybe we would have done Hereditary, but we didn't. Uh, I don't. Wasn't even... the Lighthouse A24? Was it? I feel like it was. If it, <laughs> it might as well been. be right, <laughs> yeah. considering like <laughs> an honorary A twenty four film. I'm gonna look that up real quick. You you keep talking. <laughs> yeah, I think I will. So, <laughs> the Green Knight is a pretty historically renowned Arthurian tale about Sir Garwain, not Gawain, but Garwain, as you might want to say. Right, right, and uh, Garwain is played by Dev Patel. Garwain has not become a knight yet, uh, is not a knight of the round, but this does take place in Camelot. Now, something that might take some people kind of off guard is there's a lot of talk of Christ in the film, because as the uh, kind of traditional Arthurian tales, it was very much so tales of holy Christian knights against pagan uh, kind of evil, as well as, like, the Hildefirk and other fey beings. Um, it wasn't until kind of more modern writings that we actually had, like, well, you know, Merlin and might and magic versus bad might and magic. But it's still very much so Arthur Pendragon and his knights. In this tale, Arthur is old and near the end of his reign, and uh, things are still okay, but it kind of feels like Camelot is kind of running down with Arthur. Like, there's there's definitely some, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, like, despair amidst the people, it seems like. If we are talking... There's go, there's gonna be spoilers for this movie. I th- I think I think that's safe to say. I would. This, I'm gonna try. Episode. I'm gonna try and hop around them so that we can kind of uh, partition them out towards the end. So that way you can kind of hear about this because this film is available for rent on Amazon. Uh, I hadn't checked HBO Max, but you should definitely do that. I believe that you said there was yeah an pretty ad. much anywhere that you rent movies, it should be on it. Yeah. So that being said, you might be able to actually rent this on YouTube as well if you if you want to. And by the way, Lighthouse was a twenty four. Oh, okay. A two four. I'm okay, not sure. Okay. How, I'm not sure the cool, the hip way to yeah. put it. 
there's there's a letter and there's two uh, numbers and uh, they're they're uh, good people. So yeah, okay. I digress. We have covered it. I was gonna say like once the journey begins, not like a day out, and he's already like passing like a corpse strewn landscape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it opens up with some pretty fucking awesome horror vibes. And um, as someone who is a huge fan of fantasy and horror. I really, really like that. To me, that is a Reese's peanut butter cup. Like, yeah, this movie's perfect. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure I told you about it back then, but you forgot about it. But it's been on my radar for like, oh, yeah. since as like 2019. Soon as, as soon as you told me about it, I was like, yo. And then I would kind of forget about it. And then I was like, wait a minute, when the fuck does that come out? Because it was originally supposed to come out in July of 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, it did in Russia. However, everyone else was Another like... Another Russian Rrr. trick yeah. played on the American people. <laughs> yeah, don't... Wake up. I hope that no one was uh, on Russian uh, movie chat boards finding spoilers to uh, <laughs> The Green Knight. I'm sorry if you did. Uh, it's like the modern day, like, double agent, like... Defecting yeah. to the United States or Soviet Union, right? Like yeah, I have, I have spoilers for the Green Knight with me. Get in, right? Yeah, I have seen <laughs> Alicia Vikander's boobies, which no. aren't actually in this no. film. That's a lie. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, if if you're still like, willing to watch it without them, I know, <laughs> I know, I would have uh, had my phone out. Uh, <laughs> Coordinate in the theater. <laughs> Science. Speaking of theater, this was like I saw this in theaters. How was that, by the way? You know, it was cool to be back in theaters. I'm not gonna lie. I, right. I, I enjoy the theater experience. Was this your Was this your first outing back in theaters since like uh, since since 1917, the movie? <laughs> 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 um, but uh, it's um, yeah, no, it was it was it was fun. It was fun. Um, uh, and it was just the picture. Yeah. I I thought it was the theater, but I don't know. But the movie, it's just really, really dark. There's so many scenes where Battle of Winterfell almost. By the way, y'all, yeah, like, is what we're talking about. Which is, I, I don't know if it's like my eyeballs failing me, and you know, it's not. I'm, I'm right here with you. I, I have to take vision tests every year for my job. Yeah, and I have above average sight, that's, which is cool. That's cool. Uh, You'd probably be good at DCS. Maybe, but I'm also <laughs> terrible at any other flight simulator. But no, like after we literally spent probably about 15 minutes trying to color correct and and brightness correct on a 4K UHD smart TV, a uh, Samsung plasma TV, um, and it just you could not, you could not. You would either see, um, what do you want to call them? Almost like the silhouettes of shadows like where it's too bright and the the true darks are I mean, just that could, like that could have painstakingly been us. that could have been us with the settings but well yeah i'm just saying like you know you try to bring it down to a point in which those go away and now you can't see any details uh and that's that's at home now you said it was pretty dark in the theater how dark was it <laughs> like they're just any scene that took place like indoors mm-hmm. or at night. Not a green night. Yeah, a black uh, a black night with yeah. um with um Martin Lawrence. Oh, dude, so good. <laughs> now see, that's why you don't drink your own urine. That's that's a that's a line from that film. <laughs> yeah. Um. It, yeah, it's just like you're supposed. I think you're supposed to be able to like see these people's faces, but mm-hmm. you can't. 
Right. Like, I really wanted to stand up in the theater and be like, yo, can anybody, like, tell what the fuck any of this <laughs> shit we're looking at is? And they'd be like, no, dude, no. But shut like, the fuck up. I paid for this. Yeah. Sit down. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I came to see a, a show, damn it. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at it. Right, yeah. It's the whole thing. I know. I, I would like to look see, at the movie. I would like to see the movie, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I don't want to say that that's an artistic decision. Right. I mean, I feel like that was uh, the very overly used, uh, I don't know how you want to put it, other than excuse that uh, we got when we all complained about the Battle of Winterfell. <laughs> you know, like, here's this moment. It's fast-moving images in complete darkness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like, oh, I think that slightly darker shape is moving. Is that a thing? And, yeah, most of the time you're not seeing anything. And I get it. You should be like, oh, oh, no, what's out there in the darkness? It's completely dark. We can't see it. Like, there's, I was able to see it on the TV when we watched yeah. it. But in the theater, there's a part where <clears throat> he's wandering through, like, the wilderness at night. Yeah. It's foggy and shit. Um, but then it stops. The frame is, like, on some trees, but in the distance, like, sort of enveloped in the fog, you can see, like, a abandoned house. Right. I couldn't fucking see it in the theater. <laughs> really? So you, you literally felt like you were looking at a black screen. It was... I could see, like, shapes of trees, but uh-huh. I couldn't make out the fact that there was a building in them. Yeah. Yeah, and that's not exactly the, the, the only issue here as far as, uh, like, say, the brightness of the picture. But also, uh, because most of the time I'm that guy, I really like to have captions for my film. Um, I had them on at the start. I took them off. And this is kind of a forewarning if you're like me and you love to have subtitles or captions, whatever is available to you. I think a lot of people do. Yeah, uh, they do have captions. It is closed captions um, on Amazon. Uh, so they are centered and bottom, these captions. However, something to kind of note here that I, I want to say it was like the first uh, 30-ish minutes of the film, you're going to have a few things actually come up as titles uh, on the bottom that will be covered by these captions, at least on the Amazon Prime version of this. Yeah, there was just, like, one. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was just the one that yeah. would have been blocked, but, it yeah. was It was enough for me to and be like the upset. First, like, in, the, like, the first, like, ten minutes or so of the film. Yeah, it was enough for me to be upset and turn them off. And then uh, there was, of course, a scene that happened at said house that you had brought up mm-hmm. where someone is talking. Some of the accents are actually quite thick, yeah, um, it's, yeah, it's good. They sound great. Yeah, it's it's good. I like it when like these like period. I guess if you want to call it a period piece movie, um, I guess technically. I mean, we're talking don't about... really contemporary like contemporize the dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You actually use uh, period correct speak for something of like an Anglo-Saxon era. Uh, where they might be talking, and I believe I'm correct. Tell me if I'm not, but like West Essex. Yeah, dude, I don't know shit. Yeah. Do you expect me to learn about England? Get out of here. Right. Yeah. Are you uh, Anglo? No, I think I, Are you Saxon? I stopped caring about England for 1776. Damn. Yeah. If that 1776. That's um, <laughs> 17. That sounds like a very important year, but it's not this year in Green Knight. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, so the sound is also pretty fucking quiet at times. 
Um, not as bad as, say, like trying to stream or watch any Marvel movie on a Blu-ray, where it's incredibly quiet and then there's explosions That's that will blow sound. your yeah blow out your speakers and the music will also blow out your speakers as well you're supposed to if you're you know munching just mindlessly munching all your popcorn you're supposed yep. to like, go like whoa and then oh, fill yeah, up yeah. and they make it rain popcorn in the theater yeah unbeknownst to everyone around you you're uh, as your hands fly off your popcorn bucket for some reason doesn't that, leave your lap that hot hot butter comes out of there and yeah. uh, gives you a third degree burns <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> as you run out of the movie theater with the popcorn bucket still attached to your waist magically <laughs> um but yeah no with with this film there's a lot of quiet talking so the captions i feel like are super helpful uh there's also very minute sounds at one point there is a heartbeat that can be heard and uh and when i say heard uh seen in <laughs> captions I, it otherwise just seems like a very, very um, tense, uh, non-musically kind of orchestrated scene. Just tense, and it, it sits there. It permeates. Like I, th- I want to say I did here in the theater, but I, I really couldn't remember for sure. I guess it's not really what I was focusing on. Quite possibly you did with Dolby surround sound, uh, you know, cinema quality speakers. Here we just have surround sound, you know, with a... Uh, pioneer head you know that's that's about it uh like volume that's adjusted from minute to minute <laughs> right yeah yeah like <laughs> to i adjust was to whatever's going on yeah we were at negative 14 decibels at one point then negative 26 at another like very very widespread um and that 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 can get kind of annoying and that's kind of how i've uh talked about watching marvel movies is like you literally have to sit there with your remote just switching in between scenes it's it's kind of fucking ridiculous for the record i don't do that <laughs> yeah i bet clear. you don't yeah you you literally i've watched movies at your house how big is that tv in the living room i don't know like, I don't it's remember. large it's it, like a 65 something like that yeah Yeah, 65 and then you have a really really nice sound set uh setup we can't watch uh dunkirk on there past a certain volume because it uh just like turns off yeah yeah it will literally overload that bass is really nice but it also tickles my feet (laughs) (laughs) we just watched apocalypse now on it last night oh yeah that i wish we did have we don't have um like complete surround yet yeah i know we were talking about setting that up but that intro with the helicopter going oh that was so sick Mm -hmm. and then and then uh the end by the doors comes in Say what you want about the doors. The song kicks ass. It does. Jim Morrison's kind of a fucking turd man, but he was a good poet. Or wait, no. Terrible poet, but could sing. Yeah, I'll give him that. Yeah. Um, as, as far as like surround sound with this goes, there wasn't a huge utilization on like a... Well, we're on like a 4-1, uh, I guess. That <laughs> counts. But yeah, uh, there wasn't really a big utilization of it. Uh, but it was okay as far as every other sound design goes. The music I want to say good. in the theater, I kind of felt like surround going on. But yeah, like the rustling of leaves is definitely there. You feel surrounded by trees at times. The music sounds really good. It's not necessarily lulling at all either. It's um, very ominous most of the time. Quite thrilling and suspenseful, uh, which really fits. And Dev Patel sells Garwain so hard. Yeah, and I remember, like his yeah, we we got his um like page pulled up here on Amazon, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, his first role was in the UK TV series Skins. That I think he was voted like the ugliest character on that series. Wow. Which I don't know if I was supposed to say everybody else was super hot and they just had to pick somebody, but I right. kind of doubt it. Right. Kind of probably actually just uh, a piece of shit thing to say about somebody because a puff piece is a... Uh, you know, it's just uh, uh, sensationalist bullshit. Yeah. Um, just for the record, podcast for two people declares that Dev Patel is like one of the hottest dudes. Oh yeah, him. he's like, a fucking immaculate, handsome man. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Ah, uh, and yeah, he's just like every just bit a mad. knight. Yeah, <laughs> he's every bit a knight. Like everything that makes a knight, and um, it's it's really cool to see. And from someone I, like Dev Patel in a story that is based in Anglo-Saxon. Yeah, it was yeah, in like an age where like people are making like a lot of fuss about oh this actor's playing like, mm-hmm. ooh this actor's doing that, mm-hmm. ooh like representation like I don't know they didn't really like draw attention to it. Yeah, there are times where uh, it needs to happen. Yeah, but and and it's good to be happy when it does happen. And you can be like, oh, yeah, this is what we're looking for. This just, is what we want. It was only just, like, soullessly sold as that. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's, um, like, Marvel is getting better at it. But, you know, in the same hand, Scarlett Johansson will play a Japanese role as, you know, Scarlett Johansson. It's just... There's there's plenty of mess still in in, in Hollywood, and luckily none of that really. She's playing the worm in Dune. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. No, actually, Christian Bale took that. He gained like three thousand tons. Yeah, he would. He would totally that do that. But yeah, no, it's. I'm pretty sure that was like a hard drive article or something. Yes, shit. it was. It was literally a hard drive article. Just so uh, no, just so nobody thinks I'm trying to steal jokes here. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's who you are, Dane Cook. <laughs> I know who you are. I know what you're about. This uh, this movie though is it's really Fucking fantastic expert. because it's just it's got none of the taint of like what I would say a lot of movies that have come out the past two years have. There's no stink on this movie whatsoever. It's definitely not you know um, a movie romanticizing the Pinkertons. <laughs> you know, it's, it's Amazon's Little Pinkerton. <laughs> I know I said Disney the other day, but it's actually uh, made by Amazon, which is just fucking weird it cannot get any more dystopic though i say that but something will happen i'm sure in the next month or so i'll be oh yeah no it can get worse yeah i mean this this episode is coming out in a time where it's like um like about a month after bezos uh launched himself in a giant blue dildo into space so that's cool (sighs) and of course you know (laughs) in the same breath i have to say real quick did you hear about that uh that like climate report no. Oh, yeah, dude, it's bad. Yeah? I, it's like HPAA or HC, uh, HPCA. I can't remember the acronym for, like... Uh-huh. But it's, like, some climate committee. Okay. That's been, like, studying it for the last, like, since, like, the 80s. Right. Um, they pretty much said that, like, climate change is, like, irreversible. Yeah. Um, Like, there's, like, stuff that even if we were to, like, stop now... Oh, yeah, yeah. That, like... We passed the point of no return a while ago. Yeah. But then it was like, yeah, like you didn't even hear about it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure like I, it was like two weeks ago last Monday, two Mondays ago, um, was when the report came out and it was pretty much like ignored by the news. Yeah. You know, it's like pretty much like, yeah, hey, like we got to stop. Yeah. We got to stop the fossil fuels. Anyways. 
it's bad. Lots to talk about Dev uh, Patel. Well, not enough, but um, right, right. Let's talk about the technical aspects of this film. Yeah, uh, there is CGI. The CGI is fantastic. The only thing that really sticks out somewhat like a sore thumb is a little fox. Because yeah. foxes don't move like that. Yeah. It's a video game fox. It's a Ghost of Tsushima fox. Yeah, and it's even its lips start moving maybe. Yeah. Um, it's a its a Disney uh, animal friend film for a little bit. Yeah, I guess I, guess I just want to get out of the way. Like, we're kind of getting um, one of my main complaints with the movie out of the way. Yeah. It's just like the... I really don't know if it was just on our end or the theater's end, mm-hmm. but holy shit, it's hard to see things in this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like not in like a you're meant to be confused. Like I feel like we're meant to be able to like tell what we're looking at, but we can't. Yeah, I would love to hear. And it kept taking me out of it. Yeah, I would love to hear how you're actually supposed to view this film <laughs> and then be able to view it in that light. That being said, like I really enjoyed this film and there are a lot of things about it that I, I love a lot. It's just, um, while it is gorgeous to look at, I wish I could perceive it how it should be perceived. I just don't know how that is. Um, yeah, it's, it's fucking dark. Maybe you just need to wait until it's nighttime or have, you know, blackout curtains all over your area where you view your movies and I don't know, get your shit calibrated. Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically just be prepared to deal with that if you're like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But even then, you'd think that the cinema would have everything, like, you know, exactly how it should be viewed. That's right, yeah. I mean, but, you know, I mean I, usually, like, anytime I've seen, like, movies in the theater, like the projection screens, I just, I don't, I don't know, my eyes don't always mm-hmm. uh, take to them. Yeah. Like, the... Usually, like, I kind of look forward to, like, the physical releases just so I can, like, see it on a screen that I can, like, have yeah. an easier time making out what's on them. Right, and then, you know, making changes to the screen if you need to. Like, I saw I saw War of the Worlds in theaters from back in, like, 2005. Oh, so fucking good. I have a feeling that that's exactly how Tom Hanks... Uh, Tom Hanks. Thomas, Thomas, Thomas Cruise. Thomas Cruise is, uh, like, in real life. I feel like if aliens came, though, he'd be a little bit more excited. <laughs> like, I told you all. Yeah. I told you. <laughs> and then he's going to make a PB&J and throw it at the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's going to jump up on top of the counter and shit. And, and then, scream. um, and then, uh, um, oh, the other guy <laughs> in the film. No. Is that who you're talking about? His son or whatever. Give me a second. I'm giving you a second. <laughs> trying to remember. No, it's not even funny. It's, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. A him. waste of time. Yeah, it's a waste. It's, it's a, it's a, I was going to say, what's her name from Vanilla Sky drives off a bridge. And oh, then, yeah. I should know this. That was a good scene, though. It was fucking terrifying. Cameron Diaz. There we go. Yeah. Cameron yeah. Diaz drives off a bridge. Yeah. You and wake then, um, up and you have fucking Dwight Shrew fucking uh, baloney face for a face now. And then, and then, but is it all in a uh, dream? Is it all in dream? Dream. Monet, would you, Vanilla Skies. Would you live on Penelope Cruz's uh, tit mole if you could? Shrug. These are the questions that just aren't getting asked anymore in, in cinema today. <laughs> right. And uh, Green Knight doesn't answer any of them either. <laughs> in fact, most of the time you're kind of left with several questions. There's a lot of scenes where it's kind of up to viewer discretion. Um, There's a lot of just... Uh, a, a, general vagueness oh yeah yeah um 
uh, ambiguity, even if you will. Right, and I kind of had had said this uh, previously. This seems to kind of be one of the flavors of A two four films. This kind of vagueness. yeah, like do they like step in? Like yo, hold up, this is starting to make sense. <laughs> this yeah. is too coherent. Could you uh, fuck with the audience for a little bit? Spin the camera around a lot. Mm-hmm. Change everything for a moment. Make them think that possibly this is actually happening. Yeah. And then when you spin it around again, everything's like back to exactly how it was. And they don't even realize that you just took two minutes of their time. Yeah, make sure at some point that you just uh, start to doubt everything you're seeing. Yeah. It also if, helps if you can't see anything on the screen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're if you're anything like uh, my darling fiance, Aaron, who just uh, usually hates everything that I enjoy... Um, you probably would not have a good time with this film. It's there for you to think about. It's there to kind of bridge your curiosity into this kind of fantasy type world and kind of get lost with Garwain and not be incredibly certain that he's going to be able to succeed. And that should be fun. That should be fun to you. So I do, I guess uh, on that note, I feel like the character Garwain is, he's like, I don't not anti-hero but just like the wrong person to be doing all this yes it's a it's um completely different type of hero quote unquote yeah I guess it's sort of like he's the main character he might not be a hero but he's the main character it's definitely a, a deconstruction yeah of sorts of yeah. the of the journey itself too yeah everything that uh is a knight Garwain doesn't really he wants seem it to but he can't quite fit into it yeah yeah and he's not willing to make those sacrifices he's willing to take all the glory and all the benefits of it but but it's yeah when when it when it comes to pay the cost he refuses i jokingly said that it's one man's quest to stop being a fuck boy yeah and it really is though yeah i mean it really kind of it absolutely uh we haven't even talked about alicia vikander's character or characters question mark yeah, no, don't. I wouldn't say that unless I'm just. It's, it's, this is an A24 podcast now. We yeah, make yeah. you doubt everything we say. Yeah, exactly. Is this act, Are you actually listening to this episode? Have you ever been actually listening to it? Are we. Is this even an uploaded episode? Are we actually sitting right next to you speaking directly into your ear? We won't answer that, but what I will tell you is that she was great in this movie. Yeah, um, she was fantastic. And truly. If ever there were a real one mm-hmm. awaiting all of us, yeah, that was Sir Garwin's. I think her name was like Essel or something. Essel, yep. yeah, in the movie. And boy, yeah, no, she was just team, awesome. Team Garwin, yeah. She's like, make me your lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't you want me to be your lady? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fun, honestly. Very, very uh, good character. And Garwin's like, Psh, I don't know. Right. It just like, uh, like a, gives you the idea that he is still a stupid young boy. Yeah, you know that doesn't exactly know what he wants out of life other than like fame and recognition. You know, like he's been growing up expecting to be a knight. Yeah, but he's not really in tune with what it takes to actually be that be into that role. Yeah, I believe uh, that. In the Arthurian tales, and you can correct me if you know this. I have no, I've never fucking read the Green Knight. Or okay. Really, any? I don't think I've read any. Sir Garwain is 
expected to be a knight of the round table as he is the nephew of Sir Lancelot. So as they I mean they touched on that in the movie. Yeah, the heroism that runs through Sir Lancelot surely runs through Sir Garwin, right? One would assume, right? correct? No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh something else to kind of note too the characters look fucking awesome everything about their makeup design their costume design uh the weapons oh my god it's so fucking good really honestly uh a good font uh like font of uh inspiration especially if you like to write or play any sort of fantasy tabletop game it's uh it's really really good um and the trials that he has to undergo on his way to fulfill his quest are also pretty fucking cool. Uh, there's a lot of noteworthy scenes and a lot of noteworthy characters, even with like very, very small roles. Like, boy. <laughs> like, they're, they're actually very, very good. Um, <clears throat> I just wish that perhaps it was just a tad less vague. Sure. You know? Yeah. And just uh, a tad more bright. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more color correction. But I feel like as far as that goes, overall, I mean, I enjoyed this movie. There's some things that I'm not going to like about everything, probably, or close to everything that we that we watch. I'm going to have something poopy to say about it. But I also have a lot of great things to say. Can you think of any, like, sort of fantasy movie you've seen in the last, like, ten years that's, like... Not as good. Not right. as good. I have watched a lot. It's it's always very, like, just corny, like... I, don't know, I guess I don't want to name drop anything, but it's... Uh, Charlie... Hmm... Oh God! What he's from Sons of Anarchy, Hunnam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what movie he was. That. He was in a King Arthur film, I believe, uh, called King Arthur, which I actually watched last year. And oh yeah, the, I think he, uh, the think overall tale was good, but and like some of the action scenes were great. And then there is this giant shit smear <laughs> about ninety percent through uh, where. He uh, starts to wield Excalibur, which was his father's sword. Uh, my spoilers, major spoilers for the movie King Arthur with Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of World of Warcraft fame. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, Excalibur was his dad's sword, and when he was going to lose to the Black Knight, he throws the sword up in the air, uh, prostrates himself onto the ground, and the sword pierces him through the back, killing him. And his body turns into the stone that Excalibur rests in. And it sinks to the bottom of a lake. The Black Knight, uh, played by some other noteworthy actor that escapes me right now, ends up draining the lake, doing all sorts of other bad shit. Was it Richard Brake? No, but it should have been. He was in some sort of... Uh, I was looking up before he uh, started this episode, but I couldn't retain any information. Right. <laughs> he was yeah. in some sort of Arthurian tale movie not so, too long like, ago. You've, you've got Charlie Hunnam with Excalibur, and you've got a whole bunch of cool shit going on, and he goes in to fight, like, 20 fucking dudes all by himself to break his friends out of prison, and they do it all in CGI. Of course. His face included. His face, body, everything. I'm telling you, 
everything in this scene could have been super awesome, but instead he's just an incredibly fast-moving cartoon character. And there's fucking none of that in this. In fact, there is I will say, very little combat. Yeah, this. yeah, don't yeah, don't go into expecting like huge battles or even really any battles. And yeah, there's no like cool like sword play or like martial arts or yeah, it would have been grand strategy at work here. That that's just not in this movie. It's not what it's about. Right. It would have been cool to see some combat, but that was not where Sir Garwin was lacking. He was lacking in character. And so the whole story is about the building and kind of creation of his character as a knight. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's it's really something else, honestly, um, in that it's a fantasy thriller, kind of, and there's no combat. There's very little bloodshed. Honestly, the... <laughs> he... The, like, one time you think he would have fought somebody it was... He literally like the first people he encounters. Spoilers, by the way. Yeah, I but think I think right I did now, warn you earlier, but now here. Yeah, it comes. we're the we're first, over half an hour in, yeah, so like, spoilers at this point, and we're <laughs> we're saying it. Pause now. Go watch the movie. Get a ticket if you can, or if you're more comfortable to rent it. Again, we watched it on Amazon Prime. It was twenty dollars to rent, so it is the price of a single movie uh, theater ticket. So get all your friends together, watch it. It was what a little bit around an hour and a half. It's like two hours. Yeah, it's about a two-hour movie. Very good. Just take your time with it, and uh, I hope that you come back to this episode after you've watched a film so you don't get it spoiled for you. But uh, have a good time, and if you don't come back, it was uh, great to have you. <laughs> Go check out our other shit. Yeah, why don't you? I love you. Oh. See ya. <laughs> check the show notes. Bye! <laughs> but Back act- to the Green Knight and spoilers. Yeah. So as was, like, in terms of like combat, the people you'd want to see him like, exact combat upon yeah. are people who rob him. Yeah, and he cries. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. He yeah. pleads for his life. He has a sword. He's got an axe from the Green Knight that was given to him by the Green Knight after he decapitated him. Yes. With Excalibur. He has a shield. He's wearing chainmail. You know, and it's like, of course, he also has his belt as well, which is supposed to render him invulnerable. Mm-hmm. So... The fact that he freezes up means that he was not at all ready for combat anyway. You know, like he is not a combat savvy person. And in fact, at the very like end, when we see you know this like older, older uh, Garwin, he never partakes in battle, and everyone that he loves and cares about falls in his place, even though he is invulnerable. So it's it's again a lack of character. It's it's he's a fucking coward through and through. So I kind of wonder if that's where the yellow cloak also comes from. It's kind of like a tell of his character and he just wraps himself in it. Yeah, it, does, uh, it does. It does turn red. Yeah. The end too. Yep. Which like, I didn't really, I like saw it, but I didn't like piece it together. Yeah. I didn't like register it, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just, you don't, he doesn't really fight anybody. Yeah. You can't really say he fights the green knight. The Green Knight literally is like, like all right, hit me, dude. I do it. Right and then here, I'll, I'll do whatever you do to me back at you in a year. So. <laughs> you got to come meet me. Yeah. Are you man enough, bitch? Yeah, and bring my axe so that I can, you know, do this to you. 
and that is if you're a man of your honor. Right. Yeah. It's it's literally a, a game of honor and uh, of courage, of course. But he thinks that he's going to get ahead of the curve by beheading the Green Knight, and the Green Knight is very much so not human. It is a very otherworldly being. Uh, seems to be some sort of sylvan folk or some sort of thing. And uh, just picks his fucking severed head up off the ground, starts fucking laughing. And uh, who's that guy's name that the voice is? Like Ralph Enison. Yeah. Enison. Enison or Enison. Yeah, and just a fantastic fucking voice, especially for a character like that. If you've seen The Witch, he plays the dad in that movie. Yeah. The father. The father. Yeah, he's just got such an amazing voice. And it's so commanding and booming and spooky as fuck. Uh, really great scene of watching the Green Knight pick up his head, you know, tell him, you know, this is how it <laughs> One be. One year hence. Yep. And then he fucking gets on his horse and rides off like a fucking Dullahan laughing through the streets. So fucking cool. Cool way to spend Christmas. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, a very Arthurian <laughs> so, yeah, Christmas. We, we can also call the Green Knight a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie, yeah. Takes place during Christmas. Yep. Move Who over, thought? Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> we got a new quirky movie to be a Christmas movie. I would I would rather watch this movie as a Christmas movie. Um, and there are jingle bells. There are jingle bells. There are jingle bells. And there's a little bit of... No, there's no snow. I don't even think there's any snow. There's and he goes of, high. There's some white stuff in the movie. There's right? some white stuff. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. There's some cumba in the film. There's there's, there's Cum warning. There's, yeah. <laughs> Cum tent. Cum tent warning. There's, uh, there's a couple fuck scenes uh, that are uh, pretty hot and steamy, honestly. Like, the, uh, the whole scene uh, in the mansion is pretty good. Yeah. You don't see a lot of that. It, it's more like um, the 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 anticipation of the the, antici- the, the patient. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, no, that that whole scene plays out really well. Oh yeah, yeah. The, it's the like, whole it's almost like it's is not as, fucking weird. It's almost like not even as satisfying as when they finally go at it, right? Which was uh, like an HJ. Uh, I don't even know. Cause she like hands him back the thing, and it's like. Yeah. <laughs> Makes the, the ring noise. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. I can't surround, really tell. I surround feel sound like, throughout the theater. Yeah, I mean, like, we don't really get to see, like, it's, it's like, waste yeah, up. So, yeah, it's not like... Uh, so it's like she also could have just been, like, scoop, so flap, like, Spider-Man him back. I don't, I don't know. Did she just, like, grind at him and that was just enough? It right, be. yeah. He was, he it was... It was pretty hot, I, I, I don't know. I think we've is, all had like, those moments where you're just like, oh, yep, nope, not gonna work. And like, was it was it only was it only like five six days of travel? And he was he was he had that much pent up fucking <laughs> sexual energy. And then just all the anticipation and fucking oh teasing. Well, in, there's in a the scene. Manner. The well, there's a scene where uh, before he sets out. Yeah. Where he's hanging out with Essel and she's like talking about him. It's like se- like sever of heads, cutter of melons, but he can't even fucking get his pecker up. Yep. Yeah. It's like. But they fuck like they fuck all the time. You'd think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like we even see. But then that. It, maybe it's because you know he was close to his. You know, maybe Death. He can, yeah. He yeah. Can think about banging. Yeah. Which I mean, yeah. If you had Alicia Vikander, like, be like, bro, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm about to. I'm, I'm prepared. I'm about to. Do, to go. I'm about to break. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just I'm ready like, to do oh sex man. To you. 
oh man, someone else is going to bust my nut with an axe that I'm going to bring to them. Didn't you see the puppet show? Yeah, there's a lot of emphasis on the puppet show. Fucking puppet. I had to I had to watch that puppet show, what, two, three times? Something like be- that. Before he leaves. There's a, one thing that I will say is that the time that it takes to get to uh, his journey from like the opening of that of that initial battle they don't miss a beat and you don't have to like sit there and watch a whole bunch of you you put it pretty well anime filler between you know <laughs> a two quick year you, later it says yeah a two quick year later i also really enjoyed that you have uh, all of the uh, kind of title cards i guess you would say or uh, transitionary scene cards mm-hmm. those are awesome i love that I think I actually I may have men- made mention of that in our last episode on Mandy. Uh, it's it's kind of like this um, old adage from nostalgic movies of uh, a bygone age, you know. Like let's set the scene with uh, you know just telling our audience where we are, what's going on, or naming a chapter, you know, uh, a a meeting at Pulp- Saint Winifred's. I watched uh, Pulp Fiction was on TV recently, and that that did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's it's something that I, I really It's a fun way to break seeing. up your movie. Yeah, it really is. An interlude. A black screen that just says an interlude. I believe it was black anyway. Yeah. Um, about, might as well have been. Yeah, and uh, you see, you do see more than just a green knight as uh, strange things. You might have seen this in a, in a trailer, but yeah, there are giants. And they are kind of fucking strange and off-putting. And uh, they speak, but they speak giant yeah, like their voices just aren't meant to be heard by human ears. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. And they you got know? their titties hanging out. Yeah, they don't care. And like they're they're just walking. It's so weird. It's just like they, they looked like they were walking through, oh, I don't know, limbo. You know, like just a non-existent land. And uh, just like seeing this, this tiny Garwin be like, hey, can I get a ride? <laughs> and it's like, whoa. <laughs> like, yeah, just what? What is going on? And then the fox steps in and howls. And then they sing back at it. Yeah. And they sing to like the heavens and then they just like peace out. Which is exactly what happens in like a Zelda game. Right. <laughs> and then they hold know. up the moon before yeah. it. Yeah, uh, the four graduates. For it obliterates the entire Termina. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's a very strange, very fun film. The setting is fucking awesome, and it super duper works. Um, there's also oh, I can't remember her her first name, but uh, last name is Kellyman. If you watched uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon, or you know Captain America and Winter Soldier, the show. I think it was that, like Ellen or Aaron or something. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the the gal that runs. Um, Oh, what what do they call that? Like the No Borders or whatever. Uh, God, fucking something crashers. Does not matter. Does not matter. But she's actually in it and plays a pretty interesting character that uh, stands to teach our Garwin a, a couple really helpful lessons. And it's just like you don't need to do things for people only when you're going to get something in return. You know, like, being transactionary is not a way to build bridges. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these different things that he goes through teach him a bit more. Yeah, like, she says that to him, and he still does, you know, do what she asked without yeah. promise of a reward. Yeah, 
And then when uh, when it comes to like him actually like completely fulfilling her request, she says, "I would fucking cut you down without a second thought if I fucking could." <laughs> By the way, the Green Knight is somebody that you totally know. Okay, thanks. Bye. And where the axe had been stolen by the shitty little rogue kids before, it appears in the house next to him, so he's able to continue his quest. It's a uh, very interesting. Um, and uh, while these while these scenes are pretty strange and spread out, and the distance doesn't quite make sense, or like you know you're not really able to tell the distance, they all mesh very very cohesive. I would say the editing is fucking awesome, and like it's just lots of good landscape shots. A lot of good fucking landscape shots that just like put you there. Mm-hmm. Honestly, very very fun, and. Um, Garwin actually has quite a bit of dialogue, you know, uh, and you are able to see exactly everything that he's suffering through. Like Patel does everything as far as an arduous journey and how that would look uh, while you're walking and using a giant battle axe to, to try and fucking walk. He sells it really, really well. This is some excellent fucking acting on everyone's part, but especially his. Um, in the scenes where he's able to bounce off of other actors and actresses, he also really gets to shine. Um, he was absolutely meant for this role. When we get about, what do you, what would you call that? About 80% of the way through the film when he gets to the Lord's Manor. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a really interesting part right there. So obviously we'd already kind of talked about his, uh, sexual encounters of the third kind <laughs> with the Lord's wife. Um, but the Lord says to him, anything that you receive in that house, I would like given to me in like in return or something like that. And he's like, what, what the fuck do you mean? Because like, if I were to get something at your house, what could I give you that I would have gotten there that you don't know? Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's a strange house. You know, there's lots of stuff there. Never know. You never, you never know. And then tells him a story about a hawk killing a horse. <laughs> like, yeah, like without missing a beat. Yeah, and then there's a fucking terrifying monologue by his wife. Yeah, about like the futility of life. Yeah, <laughs> like... and the color green. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I would not be surprised if within like the next month or so we're gonna see one of those videos pop up where it's like the scene kind of cut out and like the oh, script. Oh yeah, like screenplay. Yeah, yeah, that's it's so fucking good. It is so fucking good. Um, and yeah, again, uh, Vikander in that role and, uh, a plus a fucking plus. <laughs> yeah. She sells every one of her scenes just as well as Patel. And, uh, I, I just want to yeah, see I guess more. Also, I mean, spoiler, we're still in spoiler zone yes. here. She, it, the, the lady of the manor is played by Alicia Vikander, mm-hmm. who is also, if we weren't clear enough, plays his like pauper, uh, uh, brothel GF. Yeah. Back Essel. Home. Yeah. yeah. And uh it's it's just really strange because there's also an old woman with uh with an eye bandage mm-hmm. across her head and uh no one actually ever refers to her speech. Uh, yeah, of it's her like presence. normal, I guess. Yeah. They just never she's never introduced. Yeah. And they never uh like pay attention to her. It's never really other than other than Garwin, Garwin like looks at her like what the fuck are we gonna talk about the old woman with without eyes in the room? <laughs> and everyone's just like, so anyway, Garwin, um I'm gonna be hunting for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna bring you back some real good food. Also I I can't remember if I like saw it, but like 
saw even like more but i feel like in the theater um when he's leaving like the the for- that forest was just like littered with like bones with yeah like hunted animals with, yeah. like spears in their body still yes yeah because there was that massive boar uh-huh. and um and then when he's like leaving there were just like dozens of hunted animals yeah and it's just like why what the fuck it's all for him right for his new friend for his new friend, for who, sure. Who he also wanted as a lover, apparently. Yeah, and I think that's that's kind of what it was. Is like, what you're going to receive is uh, my wife's um, sexual pleasures. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I would ask of you to give me sexual pleasures Can you in do return. That? And, uh, Are you willing to do that? Yeah. I would say that they share a kiss, but it's more that the Lord took a kiss. I mean, he even says Garland. that. He's like, I think I can take this from you. Yep. And Garwin, like, doesn't punch him, doesn't slap him, doesn't push him away. He puts his hand onto the man's wrist and says, take your hands off me. He does say it's like, damn, let us, let us part ways. Yep. Like, just, like, let me go, dude. Yeah. Like, it's, it was, it was, it's tense in a different <laughs> fashion, you know? And it's, uh, again, just a really interesting scene. And again, amidst this forest full of animals that the Lord had killed for Garwin. Yeah. Um, very, very weird. Oh, yeah, we see uh, a, a picture, like a, like a, like a camera. Oh, yeah, like a magic camera, like with the inverted photos. Yes, that's right, because she is, uh, she does say that she practices witchcraft. Uh-huh. And uh, while his, his invulnerability belt... <laughs> was stolen from him by the rogues uh the lord's wife the lordess i guess um the I, lady yeah the lady <laughs> the lady uh crafts him another one because she has that feet you know craft wondrous item and uh so after giving some splooge he gets the belt is called a coward and not a true knight. He uh, takes all his shit. Yeah, well, it was just all the mind games. Just like yeah, it was like, weird. She, she came on to him pretty hard, bro. The yeah. whole time she's like, "Here, take my poetry book." Yet another made it test. Yeah, it's just like a whole bunch of tests. Like, bro, I just gave you this book. Aren't you gonna kiss me? Yep. As a would would not a gentlemanly knight do this? Yeah. Also, I'm gonna take this nice little trinket from your girlfriend, even though you're not gonna say it's your girlfriend. Yeah, so you exactly. Don't need it. It's yeah. not your girlfriend, is it? Yeah. Mm. Oh, you. you if it is, you should say it. so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you say, like, does this stand for love? Is it good luck? Yeah. What do you have? What do you have use for that for? Hm. Yeah. That's neat. Okay. Well, if it's neither of those things, I guess I'm gonna take it. Well, I'll take Little it. Fucking jingle bell. What a fucking bitch. You know what? <laughs> Even though it's literally played by the same actress, she played two very different characters in the same film without without any sort of discrepancy whatsoever. It was literally perfect. Kind of remind me of uh, um, Paul Dano playing uh, what is it? Eli for sure, but I can't remember his brother's name in the movie. I think uh, it was also Paul. Or probably some other biblical name. There will be blood. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Plays, uh, you know, Eli. And then he also plays his twin brother. I Who sells wow. Daniel Plainview the knowledge of where the oil where is. Where the oil is, yeah. What the fuck? Well, yeah. apparently, I some people seen thought that like, blood for a long time. Yeah, that's another. Yeah, that was a <laughs> damn fan movie. <laughs> Add to the list. But yeah, uh, either way, it's it's after he leaves the manor, and it's nearly Christmas Day, and uh, he knows that he has no presents to open, 
the only thing that must open is his mind or his neck, <laughs> you know. He runs through the forest, he gets to a boat, but the fox that's been following him and making sure that he's safe and knows the right path just, like, stops all of a sudden, growls at him, trying to essentially uh, avert him from going across this, uh, this small river. And then all of a sudden, it starts to speak. Yeah. And it's v- like, he's like, ah, what the fuck? And I feel like we're led to believe that this fox is a familiar that belongs to his mom because it seemed to have been following him since nearly the beginning of the film. And his mom, along with three other uh, practitioners of witchcraft, which, you know, perhaps they are part of the same coven or something of that note, it's not necessarily super shown whether they, they, you know, are practicing that kind of witchcraft or, you know, more of just like fantasy magic. Uh, but they do refer to it as witchcraft. They somehow, some way or another, summon the Green Knight or create the Green Knight or something of that sort. And also, they—it's her writing the uh, the terms for the game. Yes, yeah, she wrote the terms for the game through automatic writing, and then uh, essentially placed it. It's like she invited the Green Knight, but the Green Knight gave the terms and conditions as written by his mother to King Arthur and then it's opened by his wife played by uh what's her name Kate Dickey Kate Dickey the uh, the wife of uh Innocent in uh the witch and the Vivitch, and then uh, also uh Lady of the Eerie in Game of Thrones the one with uh, you know little robin that used to suck on her nipple while he was like 12 anyway so she reads it and that's a fucking weird ass scene too because she is like overtaken by some sort of strange spirit speaking in her voice but also Enison's voice at the same time and it is very fucking cool um, just very strange the light changes in the room and everything it's very interesting and then again we go back to the fox and this is right before he's supposed to get to the location in which he's supposed to meet the Green Knight, which is the Green Chapel, Yeah, I believe. And uh, the fox has a sort of feminine quality to his voice, but also a raspy, masculine quality to the voice as well. Uh, very, very odd and out there, but in a good way. Like, an actually, like, oh yeah, this is supposed to be off-putting. I'm not sure, but I feel like it might have been the same voice. I'd have to hear him back to back. Yeah. The same voice that uh, does the opening monologue, where he's like sitting oh, on the throne yeah. and, and it's his like head bursts on fire. Yeah, 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 and it literally kind of sounds like there's there's, I I hate to do it because I make fun of it all the time, <laughs> but there's there's some real lines that I was able to I just kind of drew to like how From Soft has <laughs> has painted their stories in in Dark Souls. You know, it's very dark. It's very like. And there was a time and age in which things were good, and that is not this time. Yeah, they, things used instead, to be really cool, but now things... Oh, man, everything's so fucked up. Yeah, everything's so fucked up, and now this poopy poop 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 man yeah. has to fix yeah. it. You the most fucked up of all. <laughs> you shitty dirt man. Yeah, you dumb, <laughs> dumb little bastard man. <laughs> Waste of skin. Uh, did you, you are pick that, nothing. Did you pick that perk when you started Bloodborne? Yeah, I sure did. I have that still saved somewhere in my screenshots. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's definitely there. It feels strange, and there's a lot of, uh, especially women, I think only women, with the kind of bandages over the eyes, and I'm like, oh, fucking, like, that's very Firekeeper. We do see his mom take the blindfold off yes. after the Green Knight gets beheaded. Yes. So it kind of makes you wonder, is she the one kind of controlling this thing? Is this, like, an avatar that she has created? It's unclear. Right. It's Of course it's unclear. In the original story, uh, The Green Knight, A Christmas Game, uh, it's, it's shown at the very end that The Green Knight is actually the lord of the manor that Garwin uh, kind of reaches before he reaches the Green Chapel. He does say, um, when you come back this way, we'll be gone. Yeah. In the movie. Yeah. Huh. Which is kind of strange. Yeah, it's like, why would we not be in this big-ass manor? Right, but at the same time, why is the lady... Also... Essel. Yeah. And why is the lord giving him the same kind of uh, terms in inverted... The inverted terms, you know? And then at one point, a painting shows a whole hunting party chasing a fox. Then the same painting as he's leaving shows that same hunting party chasing after him. Like, literally him, with the yellow cloak and everything. It's quite strange. There's a lot of symbolism here. A lot of it is likely quite shallow, but seems very deep. <laughs> I highly recommend that you don't look too far into it, because uh, you're probably just going to think too hard about it. And uh, you don't need to go watch an hour-long or two-hour-long YouTube video of, like, Green Knight Explained. It's <laughs> fucking waste of time. Uh, I love seeing uh, YouTube thumbnails there for, like, reviews of, like, very fucked up depressing movies. And it's yeah. just some chud sitting there with his arms up, like, with, like, the soy face. Yeah, a uh, soy face. <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah. If you want to if you want to go and see, like, some sort of, like, cool explanation. Uh, right here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but Jacob Geller on YouTube does really fucking awesome video essays. And uh, he's, like a billion times more popular than us and uh he's pretty cool he's pretty fun i uh, really enjoy his videos i uh really highly recommend um uh what makes a house and also dark souls is thinking of ending things <laughs> there's really really good videos of his uh but anyway i digress on that point he talks to the fox that the fox is like hey you could turn back right now you could literally just turn back right now everything would be fine yeah you you'd, go you'd like, be alive you live your life but then it says something very curious like come home come home come home with me yeah let's go home and it's like oh okay what i feel the like fuck? you're meant to also hear the mother's voice kind of breaking through that too yes yeah and uh his mother is never named and I honestly can't recall Sir Garwin's mom in, in any Arthurian tale. It's not necessarily a, a, a big point in any certain tale, you know, uh, other than this one. So, no, I don't think that it's Morrigan Le Fay. Morrigan Le Fay is, uh, is supposed to be Arthur's, I believe, half-sister and also an enemy of the realm, as she is uh, an evil practitioner. Isn't Morgana a character in... 
Morgan and Morgana. Okay. Yeah. Because I was re- I was thumbing through the Excalibur credits. And that's what. Yeah. Somebody plays. Sometimes, Sorry. sometimes written as Morgan, sometimes Morrigan, sometimes Morgana. Okay. Uh, essentially, just a, a, an effeminate Merlin. And that's that's pretty much all it is. It's the direct opposite: young, evil, and a woman, <laughs> versus <laughs> super rad old white dude. Yeah. That smokes lots of hash and casts cool spells for you and your homies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's at that point that he uh, actually swings the axe at at the fox, and it's like so fucking like heavy, and he's just weak. Yeah. He's been resting, but he also hasn't been training like he has probably been dreading this day every single day that he has been alive since he beheaded the green knight so he has done nothing but then again it's not supposed to be a battle he's supposed to just go and get his lickings yeah yeah it's, he does proceed in spite of that yeah and he sails down the little river in his like little canoe gets there and uh realizes that he's a few days early from christmas <laughs> Just and, kind of chills there for yeah. He meditates in the witch yeah yeah uh, yeah <laughs> yeah. He meditates in the Witcher menu. <laughs> yeah, all of your alcohol resets. <laughs> it's perfect. But yeah, no, it's it's kind of strange because like any other movie, you'd think oh the timing was perfect, obviously. So the Green Knight's there waiting for him. <laughs> no, he's like it, sleeping. Yeah, for like three days. And, like, like Garwin's, like, literally just, like, hanging out on the floor, just, like, waiting after he set the axe down on the stairs. And that's when we have a hard time hearing much of anything. And I know that it's supposed to be more of, like, how do I want to put it? Like, a point in which tension is building. We're getting very anxious. I think it was, yeah, I kind of meant to, like, just sort of... He awaits his death. Deny you the yeah <laughs> the, the suspense. Like what if and like he you just... were supposed to be hung right or hanged rather because we're people right. we're hanged, uh, and they're like all right you're gonna get hanged in three days and you're like okay and they're like go wait at the gallows, mm-hmm. and so you're just supposed to sit and like kick your feetsies at the gallows until the hangman comes. And you're like okay and then, like when the knight does come to life he's not like rah, 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 rah. Yeah. he's like oh hey what's you up you fool like I was like oh hey you're here cool. It's Christmas, isn't it? Yep, it's Christmas. Okay, yeah, and uh, you're here to uh, let me receive, like, get back to you what you gave me, right? It's like, uh huh. All right, cool. Yeah, go ahead and kneel. (laughs) Go ahead and kneel. And he's like, wait, like, just like that? He's like, yeah. (laughs) That's like, yeah, it's probably my favorite line in the movie. It's like, wait, is this like all there is? It's like, what what else would there be? Yeah. (laughs) What else do you want? What what else ought there be? Yeah, and then. He dodges the first time. He's like, "It's like, why are you flinching, dude?" Yeah. Oh, you flinched. You flinched. You bitch. Like you pussy bitch. Yeah. Like, did I do that? <laughs> yeah. When you cut my fucking head off. He's like, no, I just, I don't have the confidence you do. He's like, yeah, well, you had a year to get the courage, and he's like, I wouldn't have that kind of courage in a hundred years. No. It's like, well, come on, what are you do it, and he does this like two or three times. He's like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it, and he runs away. He runs away. And uh, he he finds his horse, miraculously, he finds his horse, they have a very touching moment, (laughs) and he rides back, and everyone's like, oh, thank fuck, Garwin's alive, and uh, King Arthur is on his deathbed with his wife, and crowns Garwin, not only a knight, but the, the, uh, I guess, reigning heir to the throne, and as soon as he passes, he is given kingship of Camelot, 
and then he has a child uh, with Essel, and then immediately is like denies her. Yeah, and this is all in like a, a pretty, like a very quick a slow montage, I guess. Yeah, like very quickly a montage that's that's slow, relatively quiet. Uh, things aren't necessarily like years explained. Pass, yeah, like from years. scene to scene. Yeah, and and like you know, you see his son. You see a war is coming to Camelot. You see him like uh, take another wife instead, who is of royalty of a of a neighboring yeah. kingdom. Um, they end up having a daughter. The daughter is like six by the time that his son that he had with Essel dies in combat while he himself is still wearing this belt of invulnerability and refuses to go on the field and fight. His people fucking hate him for his cowardice. And finally his army fails and Camelot falls. And when the enemies are literally smashing down the doors to get into the throne room and his family is being escorted away to secret passages or wherever they're going. And he is the last line of defense before the enemy can get to him. He reaches through his armor to his little invulnerability belt. And instead of standing up to fight them, he takes it off and we find out. He like pulls it out of him. Yeah, it's, it, like, it's, it, was, it like, sounds it's, like it was in his guts. Yeah, like it was just so much part of him now that it was just yeah, it was yeah. Just in his tummy now. Yeah, it's so strange that like he was he was literally invincible. He could have been in any fight and suffered never a blow, and yet there he was, just fucking Chewing too afraid. Yeah, and, and, and you know it it kind of goes back to like probably too afraid to commit to Essel. Yep. Perhaps because of societal standards. Right. I don't know. But that that's just it is yeah, he was highborn, she was lowborn. Yeah. And and you know, it's just, everything about it was just like painful. Painful to see him make these decisions. And uh finally after pulling this belt out of him, his head just severs from his shoulders. And we find out that he did actually take that blow from the Green Knight. Uh, likely not even noticing. And then we find out none of that actually happened. Right. And Sir Garwin is staring at the stone floor in the green chapel as the green knight is ready to behead him with his axe. And he calls out to the green knight and he says, wait, one moment. And he takes off the belt Sets it to the side. It says, now I'm ready. And then the green knight, like, he, like, traces his neck, I believe. <laughs> yeah, with his finger. He's like, yeah. right, off with your head. Yep. He says, well done, brave knight. Now off with your head. And then the movie fucking ends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he says it in a kind of, like, playful manner, though. Yeah, like a warm, like, oh, good job, man. Like, yeah, you got it. Yep, you finally you, you understand got now. your courage, and you yeah you like, finally like a understand. proud dad almost. Yeah, and uh, it's it's so funny because it seemed like he was more cautious with his mortality while he wore the belt than when he wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, because there was a huge portion, uh, a majority of his travel, he did not have this belt, and he took many stumbles. He ate poisonous, weird cave mushrooms. In which he fucking vomited. He was 
who knows what the Lord wanted with him, you know, could have killed him. He dove into like the undead pond and yeah. retrieved the skull. Yeah. Yeah. Like there is so many things that he could have died from the, the giant as well, uh, you know, could have crushed him. And for some reason, the entire time that he had on the belt, he was a fucking coward. So yeah, it was, it was kind of interesting. I don't know. Part of me feels like, because this, this ghost uh, as you had said, when he dives into that pond for the skull, because a ghost comes to him and says, Hey, so I was trying to run from a guy and he beheaded me and threw my head in the pond. And because of this, I haven't been able to get to it and I haven't been able to rest. Please get my skull. And he's like, what are you going to give me in return? She's like, why would you ever ask that? <laughs> and he just like, he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's kind of fucked up with me. Like he tries to touch her in the house too. Yeah. Like, which I, I imagine because it's like, why are you even like real right now? Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, why would you do that? Yeah, why would you want to touch <laughs> It's pretty me? funny. Yeah, like, just, like, calling him it's out like on his bullshit. I should know better. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, all of these trials are so fucking good, and they they seem strange up until the very end, and then you step back and you're able to see who Garwin is at that point. And it's kind of funny, because the Lord is like, wait, so, like, after this whole thing... And you go home. Like, you're gonna be, like, a totally different person? Yeah, you're just gonna, you're honorable... You're courageous and you're a knight now, like so you're gonna be different. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh wow, well, I'll miss our old friend. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll miss our old friend. I really wish I could see the new you. Yeah, <laughs> like it. It was so weird because he was being. It seemed like he was being serious with Garwin, like allowing him to essentially just believe in his own bullshit by playing into it. Mm-hmm. You know, it is very very strange, but accepting it at the same time, almost over bearingly friendly host um but yeah it's 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 such an odd note to end on too and of course you're left with questions as to perhaps the green knight was an avatar being controlled by his mother and it was all a trial that she set on to her son to try and ready him for either kingship or knighthood or something because he did not have any of his shit together. And she does scold him in the beginning. Yeah. Chris this morning. He's like, oh yeah, you were drinking the fucking like, what what do you call the communion wine all night? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that must be what you must've been doing. You're in in mass all night drinking (laughs) the communion wine. Of course. I believe that. So yeah, and, and you know the whole time he's like, I'm gonna be a knight. He's like, oh so, yeah, I got plenty of time to like prepare and like. Yeah, and mentality like that usually means that you uh, will squander all of it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that totally being exactly what happened. Yeah, if you're trying to like extract a moral from all this. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting, and I guess sometimes we all need trials and we all need obstacles to overcome in order to forge ourselves into better people but so we it also certainly have goes to be with the, yeah certainly goes with like for like arthurian tales yeah exactly like fairy tales yeah and like whatever you do to somebody you should be you know willing to have done back to you obviously uh, do unto others as you would like to be done unto you, so on and so forth. The golden rule, if you will. But also, be prepared for the consequences of all of your actions. And, like, think he, like, literally could just, like... Knelt. Yeah, like, when the when he was challenged by the knight, he could yeah. have just been, like, got you. Yep. Alright, see you in the year. <laughs> yeah, he could have, like, tapped him. But no, he had to, like, alright guys, I'm gonna check this out. Yeah, he said, don't forget... Let all remember this day yeah 
and then beheaded the knight that literally knelt down in surrender, essentially. His his axe was not in his hands, and he showed him the broadside of his neck. <laughs> yeah, it's just it, ridiculous. But yeah, again, it's one of those things where, yeah, we got to paint Garwin like a, like a dude that does not know anything about uh, anything at all. Yeah. And he thinks he's ready. So yeah, it was, it was very, very, very good in that sense. Uh, it's it's just one of those things where I think this is about as deep as you need to think about it. And if you think any deeper, you're not going to have a good time. If you take it at surface value, you'll probably still enjoy it for the pretty pretty pictures and the the cool world. <laughs> yeah, it is cool. I do I do like the uh, portrayal of uh, King Arthur. Oh yeah, very very good. Instead of like the the brilliant, gallant, young fucking King Arthur, full of magic and energy, He's like older and like softer. Yeah. Yeah, very um, wise, very wise as well. Yeah, and he kind of like pulls on the side. It's like, yeah, like I've I've known you, but I haven't like really known you. Yeah, seen you, but is it terrible to to wish greatness for you? Yeah, you know, he like, wants to like see good things for you know a family member who he hardly even really knows, but yeah, regrets that he hasn't been able to spend more time with. Yeah, that that scene near the beginning there, where he's like, I don't I don't say this in reproach, but in regret of not asking for you to sit near me or next to me so much sooner and it's on christmas it's on christmas and so i will take this time to build bridges it's really really good even handsome excalibur when he uh he asked for for a sword sword, yeah it's like bro take mine yeah it's only excalibur like oh okay jesus fuck yeah how do you not behead the green knight after that right like well i've got everybody's expecting me yeah yeah you expect me to Land such a sissy blow with yeah. this legendary blade. Right. Uh-uh. Right. But yeah. Uh, big recommend, especially if you're into Arthurian tales or if you like these kinds of uh, fantasy tales as well. Or if you just like interesting kind of, uh, I guess, H- A24 flicks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? if, you, if you like that vibe. Yeah, it does have that. It does have that vibe. It does have that flavor. It does have that aesthetic. Yeah, uh, this aesthetic though. Me AF. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'd say uh, I'm pretty happy with it. You know, it's it's twenty bucks for the rental, but I enjoyed every dollar that I spent, and uh, you know, I've got it for two whole days after this. You have forty eight hours. I have forty eight hours to just watch it as many times as I want. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I I think that I would recommend this to certain people. It's definitely not for everybody. I could I could see yeah, some people I mean, being bored. It, if you go on IMDb, like the most helpful reviews you'll see are like boring. It's dull. It's pretentious. It's like I don't know. I I didn't really get that from it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you're literally watching a dude travel for a week to the place where he knows he is supposed to be uh, beheaded and killed. Yeah. Because you know that's what he did. I remember he seeing trailers bed. for it. I didn't really know anything about the Arthurian tale. I didn't really yeah. know anything going in to actually see it. But um, I remember like when I first saw a trailer back in like 2019, it looked like it was gonna be some weird like dark horror fantasy, right? Which I guess it sort of is. Yeah. But I was thinking more like there's gonna be some more like gnar shit, like more in the vein of like Mandy or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like to, some. You know, pull an example. Yeah, some bloody kind of crazy. Yeah. And like fantasy in a spook way. Incomprehensible uh, monsters. Right. Maybe maybe in maybe in time. Maybe in time, but you know, like it's it's fine that it wasn't that. I mean, yeah, it's whatever. But like, I would like more Arthurian. I'm not tales. gonna. I'm not gonna 
take points off because it wasn't what my own weird misguided perceptions of it. Right. Were. Did you enjoy it? I did. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's what counts. I yeah. already kind of got out of the way my main misgivings with it, which is weird technical bullshit, which could be on the theater's end, could be on our end, could be on the movie's end. I really don't know. Right. I wouldn't, I would uh, actually, I kind of expect a different kind of version as far as like lighting and stuff goes, hopefully, uh, come like uh, past promotional release. Right. You know what I mean? Perhaps in the Blu-ray and perhaps in a normal renting kind of landscape where we where we get to rent it for about like five to six bucks for a viewing. Right. Uh, here's hoping. But uh, yeah, I mean, as far as like my my final takeaways from it is, I enjoyed it. It's it's some of my favorite stuff thrown together. It wasn't what I was expecting, and I'm happy about that because I got to uh, see something that isn't normally say something in my normal wheelhouse. And uh, overall, I want more Arthurian tales it told is. in this kind of scope. Not to denigrate the genre, but it's nice to see this movie come out yeah. once in a while instead of like another multi-universe movie. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it it is variety in like a, a thirsty man's world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I do I do gotta agree with that, though. Yeah, I would I wouldn't mind other Arthurian tales from. Right. Uh, from from this fella here, Lowry. David Lowry. If you look at a picture of him, he looks like a dude who like drinks IPAs and probably plays D and D. Uh, or uh, it's like a living history guy at the medieval fair. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Perhaps. I don't know. He seems cool. I like this movie. I'm probably has a tankard collection. Oh yeah. Didn't you say you got the idea from the movie for playing with like willow toys in his backyard? Yeah, he was making a diorama with willow toys in his backyard, and then he's like, "I should, I should redo like an Arthurian tale movie," and he chose the Green Knight. So yeah, yeah, it was uh, very well put together. Overall, big recommends. If if this is kind of your jam, uh, if you liked it, hit us up. Let us know what you liked and what you didn't like about it. And um, maybe we can compile enough to do like a little, uh, I don't know, mail episode would be kind of fun. But uh, we've got a we've got a couple other things that we're also making episodes for. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you in the future, man. We got all sorts of fun stuff. I, I hope this was helpful and uh, that if you did watch it, you enjoy it. <laughs> That's all I got for you, man. Yeah, I don't know. I think I pretty much said my, said my piece. Yeah, yeah, we actually, this is one of our more long episodes. Wow. New movie. Way to go, us. Yeah, triumphant return to the theater. (laughs) Well, thanks again for listening to Podcast for Two People. Um, Check the show notes for all the other stuff that we've been working on. And uh, always feel free to drop a line over at podcastfortwopeople at gmail.com. And uh, you can recommend a movie for us to watch, and uh, we'll talk about it. And um, you can tell us what you think, and that will also probably make it into the episode, because we like to compare and contrast. It's all opinions. This is not a review show. Uh, we just want to help you guys find cool stuff to watch, too. So if you got cool stuff and you want us to watch it, we'd love to. We're always looking for cool shit. Yeah. So yeah, email podcast for two people at gmail.com. Podcast for two people at gmail.com. Yeah, that site. All right. Well, have a good rest of your day. Yeah, one one week hence. One week hence until the next episode. Oh, hi.